I got together with the other Locked On Big 12 hosts to discuss everything from Lincoln Riley leaving to the possibility of Matt Campbell leaving. There is a ton to cover from a Big 12 landscape. We dive in to as much as we can. Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, a co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every day here with Locked on Pokes. What a wild week of Big 12 action from coaching changes to college football playoff implications to still having the Big 12 uh, championship game. There's just so much to cover. And I hopped on with my buddies, from all of the Lockdown Big 12 host networks. And we discussed some of the coaching carousel that's happening right now from a college football landscape, but also just from the perspective of the Big 12. Starting first with Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go coach for USC. Here is how that conversation went. All right. So uh, we have to talk about some... A variety of things tonight, but the first thing that we're going to talk about, uh, and I've got some headers for this, it is, LOL, <laughs> what is happening for this first one? All right, so on the floor, there he is. Okay, John, we've got John. John's going to be the, the big one here just for a little bit. Uh, um, all right, John, so Oklahoma no longer has Lincoln Riley. Uh, right. How? What stage are we at? I, and I've seen a bunch of people on Oklahoma Twitter tweeting, I am at stage X. I am at stage Y. What stage are you at right now? Uh, acceptance. Um, you know, Sunday afternoon while I'm at the park with my kids about 2, 2.30 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and the news is coming through that Lincoln Riley is uh, agreeing to a deal with USC. Uh, anger definitely uh, took hold as, you know, 12 to 14 hours earlier. Uh, it was kind of understood that like, oh, hey, I'm not going to be the next coach at LSU. Very interesting choice of words, Lincoln Riley. I wish our media would have uh, peppered him a little bit more um, about that, but he he moved on, so they had to move on. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a crazy couple days. Um, I think everybody that covers the program, fans of the program, obviously, if anybody watched the the state of the program press conference yesterday, everybody was in shock. Everybody was caught off guard by this. Um, not. Not a single person had any thought that that Lincoln Riley would be leaving one or that he'd be going to USC. You know, the first I think the earliest report we saw on that on Sunday was a Bruce Feldman report from The Athletic that said that USC was going to make a big swing for him. And again, I think most people just kind of chalk that up as this is just another rumor connected to Lincoln Riley that we've experienced for 
many of the last several years. And so, yeah, it's, it's just been shocking to say the least. And I mean, definitely a lot of frustration in the fan base. Uh, there's still a lot of frustration in the fan base. If you, if you follow it all on social media at all, but for me personally, I'm just like, all right, it's done. He's in, he's in California. Enjoy that scene. Uh, it's time to, to find a new head coach. Uh, all right. So we'll go back to the full shot here. We'll, 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 we'll take you off the, uh, the restream stand as, as I'll call it. So, Stephen, your your school just went through a coaching change uh, via helicopter, I guess, is how they made the exchange. Are you one of those people that is thinking like, wow, this coaching stuff is getting out of hand, the way it's just kind of hirings and firings, the timing of it all, it's making you, it's making you uncomfortable, or are you just kind of like, this is what the sport is, it's kind of dumb if we don't act like that this is what it is, or ignorant, I should say if we don't act like this is what the sport is. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of resigned to it at this point. I think the, the OU situation is interesting and I'm sorry, John, but this is really like the watching the OU fan base over the past week. It's like the homecoming queen has a pimple. It's like, you know, they just two disappointing things have happened in the span, in the span of like 48 hours and they don't, they're not really sure what, how to deal with it, what's happening, why that might happen. Um, and I think this is a curious move. Now, I get from a point of like, okay, he's going to the Pac-12 instead of the SEC. He, USC is built to win right away. Uh, but it's still very bizarre that he would leave Oklahoma for USC. And then he would do it in this fashion where we really didn't have any idea that it was happening, you know, before it went down. Um, as far as the the coaching, you know, profession and where it is, yes, I think it's gone a little too far. I feel like – so much it's fed by the early signing day. Um, we're seeing coaches get fired midseason, which I understand it, but I feel like it's bad for them. It's bad for, you know, the student athletes. Uh, and then, like, more than anything, yesterday we saw a coach who still has an outside chance at playing for a national championship, and Brian Kelly, who was just like, deuces, I'm headed to Baton Rouge to go coach at LSU. Notre Dame's not playing in the Independence Bowl. Like, they could legitimately be in the college football <laughs> playoff. And he said, all right, good luck, guys. Best, you know, do your thing. Um, and, but- and also, they don't have an interim head coach because he's trying to get Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese to come with him so to Baton Rouge right now, which is like, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's a dirty business. Um, so is it, has it gone too far? Yeah, but also, like, this is sort of the beast that everyone's created. It's like we can complain and say, man, I wish it was the good old days, you know, like the 70s where they had a freshman team and everybody just <laughs> was honest and forthright and did everything the and right we're way. We had the option, right? I yeah, mean. but the bottom line is, like, you have everybody's out for themselves, everybody's trying to make a buck. Um, so to me, like, this is the biggest kind of justification for, you know, if student athletes are going to hop in the transfer portal or they're going to kind of look out for their bottom line. Like in this day and age, you just have to be compassionate about it. You have to understand it because they're getting fed, you know, a, a line of BS by a lot of people in their life. And there's still plenty of folks around college athletics, I understand, that are trying to do the best for everyone. Um, but no, I, I feel like it's has it gone too far, probably, but it's a train that's already down the tracks. And unless you're going to start peeling back early signing day or putting some sort of rule in place where it's like, hey, let's not. You know, let's not do any of this until the season's over. But we're we're not naive to that either. It's like it's like Lincoln Riley telling Scott Van Pelt, "Well, I've never talked to anybody about 
you know, changing jobs when I was at Oklahoma. Well, that might honestly be true, but your agent was, or your team was, I mean, we know how these things work through the back right. channels. Like this stuff goes down all the time. And I feel bad for, you know, the, the athletes that have to deal with the constant changes. Yeah. I, and, and Jay, I want to kind of make that ask you about this too. Um, you know, like this idea that it's like, you know, it's, it's, Danny Canal made a great point the other day. And I, I actually don't agree with Danny a whole lot on a lot of things, but he made a great point. Like this is basically becoming the NFL. Like these kids, remember how, I mean, I remember when Kelly Bryant decided to leave that one year when he got replaced and they had the game where Lawrence got hurt. And I think Chase Bryce had to come in mm-hmm. and everybody's like, where's Kelly Bryant? Kelly Bryant can be playing right now, but he quit this team. How like, how dumb does that sound now? How ridiculous does that sound now? Like a take like that. Well, it, it, it just, it, it, it's absurd. It, it, it is what it is. And trust me, we're dealing out here, BYU. There's been rumors around Kalani Sitak here for the better part of three mm-hmm. weeks. Obviously, Lincoln Riley taking the, the, taking the USC job has kind of cooled that, obviously. But Washington taking Kalen DeBoer uh, out of Fresno State. But when you have your coach being mentioned for that, it's going to have fans upset. So, yeah, the whole thing about players and they should be loyal to the programs. Why should they be loyal when their coaches are like we're seeing right now? They're not loyal at all. You want to pay me how much money? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. See you then. And I, I don't blame them. Like I don't blame the coaches, but like let's let's stop holding the kids the same standard. Linda, yeah. I want to get to you about this. Uh how like what has this experience been like? Are you on the side of like we're not getting enough credit? Or like, well, we'll take our win, we'll take our fifth ranking, and we'll just watch the we'll watch the show. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I think most of this season, the Oklahoma State football team has felt pretty underlooked and underappreciated from like a national standpoint. And they felt week after week that they have to go out and prove themselves. I prefer to be in that mentality than like, uh, oh, look at us, look at how good we are uh, mentality. So I'm not mad about that at all. I do want to second the fact that kids should, these kids should, I think this is the perfect argument for them being able to make NIL deals and making some money off of their names because it's ridiculous to hold them to some loyal standard when the dude's getting paid millions of dollars can dip and dive whenever they feel like it. So just want to get on board and say, I agree with that, but yeah, for sure. It's been, we're just watching. I'm just watching it happen. And after the win on Saturday, it's been a whirlwind. I know for OU fans, it's giving me some Brad Underwood uh, flashbacks, which are not fun, but as a whole, I'm just, we're just, I'm ready to take on ba- uh, Baylor in the Big 12 championship. By the way, also, nobody mentioned how, and I, I mean, Steve, we've, we've seen this, how Sonny Dykes just like clearly mailed them for the last month. Like, oh my gosh, completely yeah. mailed that thing in at SMU. Well, and they kept up the dumb charade. Like, the <laughs> announcement was made Friday during the TCU game, and then Saturday he's walking down you know, the pony walk or whatever they call it. They're 12 fans you know, that show up and try to pretend to cheer for SMU football. And people are wearing like TCU suck shirts and folks are yelling like, put your purple on, Sonny, because they all know he's leaving. He's just walking around. And then the press conference, are like, they ask him about it. He's like, well, I don't want to talk about Like, What do you mean you don't want to talk about the coaching change? We all know you're going here. You're like halfway to Fort Worth. I mean, SMU's already picked out their next coach. Yeah, yeah, Rhett Lashley was, like, in, in the building. He, like, said hi to the team after the game. He's like, I'm ready to rock and roll with you guys. Uh, but, yeah, it was so stupid. And they lost to Tulsa, which was embarrassing. And that was another thing. All these TCU fans are melting down, tweeting me, like, 
well, why do we want Sonny Dykes? You know, SMU sucks. They've sucked all November. I'm like, yeah, because all the kids know that he's gone. Of course they <laughs> suck. He's, he's recruiting kids to TCU right now. Like, yeah, he's not yes. really interested in winning games in the American. Uh, he might not work out, but it's not going to be because of that. So, yes, yeah. it's, it's all so dumb. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering one-of-a-kind financing to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. College football fans, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks offers all of the props you can think of, including touchdowns, interceptions, field goals, team totals, college and professional. Plus, it's super easy to use. I can guarantee you it's easy to use because I use it. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Lockdown Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So I talked to you guys about this. I, I hinted at it at the beginning of the show, but we talked a lot about just the coaching landscape uh, in college football right now and also a little bit about Jim Knowles and how crucial it is for Oklahoma State to go, go ahead and extend that contract and pay that man all of the money I make my case in this next segment. Good day. All right. So, John, I'll go to you first on this. Um, potential potential replacements. The big three that we've heard, well, I think people are talking about. It's Josh Heupel. It is uh, Brent Venables. And then I'm totally blanking on the third one. Uh, everybody's been talking about. Help me out here. I mean, you, I've heard Luke Fickle thrown around. You, right. I mean, there's a whole host of names that. But, but the, I, think, I think I think the two think leaders the, were Venables and Heupel, and Heupel just because of the yeah. Uh, yeah. Now Josh Heupel gave a really unconvincing interview when, where he's you know people were like, uh, would you know would you go? I, I forget it was um, former Tennessee quarterback. Totally forgetting his name. Eric Ainge. Yeah, Eric Ainge. Yeah, and and he's like, you're staying. You know, I can't wait. And Josh Heupel, as he should, should not promise anything, and just said, look. I'm, you know, I'm really building this Tennessee program. I'm focused on it. If Oklahoma promised to drop a gigantic bag, I could not 
you know, fault him one bit. But the favorite right now really does seem to be Brent Venables, so much so to where people actually thought they might even introduce him yesterday at the press conference. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's where all the smoke is headed right now is towards Brent Venables. Uh, even as early as tonight, Chris Planks saying they're just kind of ironing out the details. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I'm hearing I'm hearing things like, you know, if it's done if it's done tonight, it'll be him. If it's not, they might start looking at another another direction. I think a lot of it is just ironing out details on Brent Venables at this point, which I think would be a great hire for the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, first of all, I, I do want to congratulate Linda and the Oklahoma State Cowboys on their Bedlam win. Apparently, it was so convincing that it ran Lincoln Riley out of the state. Um, yeah, man, it, Brent Venables, it, I feel like it's a great, great hire. I just did some research for an article and put together for Sooners Wire you look back at just the level of success of getting defensive players drafted in the top 100 in the NFL. Brent Venables has had 15 top 100 picks, eight first round picks for, at Clemson. Oklahoma has had only five top 100 picks on the defensive side of the football and just one first round pick in that same time frame. So obviously a much better defensive uh, opportunity for Oklahoma, especially as they're heading into the SEC at some point, whether it's next year or down the road, it's it's going to be a big a big move for them. And uh, you look at a lot of the alumni and former players, and they're all all over the idea of Brent Venables coming to Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, finally, for him to take a job, it would be this one. Uh, Stephen, if you were Joe C, would you want to wait a second before you go to the SEC? Because I feel like with the deterioration of this recruiting class in the moment. Might want to pump the brakes here a second. Make sure we all get all set up, get our get our ducks in a row before we head to the Southeastern Conference and get ready for that. That's a fair point, and I do love the idea though. You being like, no, let's let's please wait a year so we can twenty twenty five. We're actually fine before, with that. We're actually fine with twenty twenty five before we can go to the SEC. Uh, well, also you're talking about. I mean, Venables. I think it'd be a great hire, but you're also talking about a totally different identity shift. I know with Alex Grinch, they've you know. Uh, leaned into defense more, but this would be a defensive guy who I'm sure is going to bring on a great offense coordinator. And do you go from really, you know, pounding the pavement, getting five-star receivers to maybe getting some more athletic guys on the other side of the ball? Um, I could see that, but ultimately like the money is going to win out. So I don't know if does Josie want a super competitive football team. Yes. But if the SEC is like, Hey, we need to get this TV contract done. We need you guys in here right now. Then uh, that's going to be the the priority number one. I mean, so much of it's going to depend on what happens with Caleb Williams. Yeah, that's huge, right? Well, and you, and you saw. I mean, basically, because here's the thing: like he, it's almost like you, you don't want to give a kid, an 18 year old, 19 year old kid, like that kind of agency or you know ability, I guess. To but like it's it's almost. Like, does the kid get any input? I mean, on who the next coach is because Rattler's gone. The new kid, what's Malachi? What was Nelson. Yeah. Nelson. Yeah. He's he's going to USC. Yep. Like, do you Shocker. almost? Yeah, yeah. Do you almost <laughs> give? You almost have a conversation with some of the players, the leadership, be like, "Hey, fellas, we need you guys here. Who do you guys want?" I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can. You know, you right, gotta you gotta kid. look you gotta look long term. You know, you got to look at what's going to be best for our our program when Caleb Williams is in the NFL because he's not going to be around forever. And right. You, and I think the thing that hurts so much about this move is people thought Lincoln Riley would be around forever, or he went to the NFL. But they they got to find somebody who's going to be around for 
a Bob Stoops like tenure. And that transition makes it so much more difficult to the fact that they're going to, have to be the person that makes that transition. Um, Jake, where do you think the biggest domino is still to fall? I mean, obviously Notre Dame is going to be filled, but do we think Notre Dame gets filled with a Marcus Freeman, a, a Tommy Reese? Do we think, wouldn't it be so weird if they did the same thing they did last time and got an, a Catholic dude from Cincinnati to come coach their team? And, and I mean, look, it hey. worked the first time, right? It worked the first time. Where do you think the next big domino is to fall? Do you, who do you, you know, I guess the kind of question is, who do you think the Notre Dame head coach is? Well, and that's the thing. It is Notre Dame because for everything Notre Dame professes to be, it is still one of the biggest brands in college football. So whoever gets that job, it's going to have, it's going to just kind of fall down the line. I think Luke Fickle should be the guy that they target, obviously, because it would be funny. Yeah, the Catholic guy from Cincinnati coming to take over Notre Dame a second time. But yeah, I think Marcus Freeman should be in the mix there. The good news is for a, a team like Notre Dame, they have the cachet nationally, despite not being necessarily a true title contender, that they can go out and essentially knock down, knock on anybody's door, and they're going to at least listen to the overtures. That That's the thing about this. I was as stunned as anybody that Brian Kelly bolted for LSU. That that I don't know. LSU and Brian Kelly just don't seem yeah. like made in heaven to me, but he's getting a bag full of money, $95 million apparently over 10 years. So good on you, sir. You cashed in that way. But the biggest domino still to fall is Notre Dame. And obviously it'll have a domino effect on multiple programs as they try to adjust to whoever they decide to hire. Linda, I think the one thing that people, and I can't believe this hasn't happened. Like why wouldn't somebody call Mike Gundy after this year? And also, uh, Jim Knowles, like all, all the Oklahoma State fans are like, please, nobody, please, 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 nobody call Jim Knowles. I, now, here's a good thing. I don't think he'd go back to Duke. That job is open now. I don't think he'd go back to the Duke. I think he's actually kind of above that job at this point, in my opinion. Um, what are you hearing on that front? And aren't you glad that that little Oklahoma State's keeping things under the radar because nobody's knocking on y'all's door to take any of your coaches from a top five team in the country right now? Uh, yeah, I'm very worried about Jim Knowles. Now, Mike Gundy's come out and talked about keeping him on staff and said, you know, he was like, within reason, he'll be on this team next year. I'm willing to go a little outside of reason. I'm I like, I don't think that there's uh, any argument for not keeping him on staff mm -hmm. as a defensive coordinator. I also think he really likes Stillwater and likes being there. So I'm not sure what might entice him to leave that being said i know like the florida uh the new coach in florida and i can't think of his name off the top of my uh, head billy napier billy thank napier. you i i all i knew was billy and i was like i can't just say that nobody's gonna know big billy about. down there in florida <laughs> billy donovan i know he's been talking about jim nolson but i think there's some other uh coach names in the circle of dudes he's targeting so I am very hopeful that he sticks around. I think he is a shoe in for the Broyles award this year. He's just done a, a fantastic job getting that defense on track. And a lot of those guys have like Brock Martin has already announced he's coming back. Mike Gundy said a lot of the veterans will return next year for this defense. So I think that might play a part in him sticking around in Stillwater as well. Yeah. And building up that, that kind of cachet one more year. I mean it with all of my heart when I say that I'm willing to chip in to the Jim Knowles fund. We have to keep him in Stillwater. I will absolutely burn the place down if if we do not get him extended 
and paid in Stillwater for the Oklahoma State defense. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and that edge you'll gain, you just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Bet Online got a whole new makeover with a new look to start the basketball season, but it's still the number one place for all of your football and basketball action this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Basketball, baseball, football, football coaching staffs, especially right now, I have to imagine they're abuzz with coaching vacancy lines head to the new website or mobile app and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports remember to use promo code locked on to receive your welcome bonus again that's promo code locked on bet online where the game starts Is Matt Campbell going to stay at Iowa State University? He is definitely a hot name in a bed of college football vacancies and potential NFL coaching vacancies. We talked about whether or not we thought Matt Campbell would remain at ISU following this season. One question, rapid fire, and then we'll get to some non-coaching items. Uh, Just your answer on this, John, we'll start with you. Matt Campbell, is he coaching Iowa State in the 2022 season? No. Where do you think he would go? Oh, man, that's a great question now because I thought it was going to be USC. Um, You don't have to know now. I mean, it it could open. Yes. So, yes. You think yes? Yeah. Yeah. Steven? Yes. I mean, there are only so many places where you can say, your goal is not to win a conference title and <laughs> stick around. That's, it's very, that's a very fair point. Uh, Linda. I was going to say no, but then I, uh, Stephen reminded me of that God awful press conference and I'm going to agree and say yes. Jake. I'll just be the black sheep. I'm going to say no. I, I think he's got too much attention on him. I, Notre Dame should kick the tires on him. There's no doubt about that. This guy wins. And if you can win in Ames, Iowa, you can win in South Bend, Indiana. I agree. I agree. I'm going to say yes. Uh, No, I'm going to say he's not the coach next year. But I think the job might be at the next level. Because remember, a couple NFL teams did take a pass on him last time, and he said no. I don't think think a 7-5, as we know Cliff Kingsbury, a 7-5 at schools like Iowa State or Texas Tech 
and no offense to them, that doesn't necessarily disqualify you from getting the job, right? And look, I think the Lions are – actually, I'm pretty confident. Like the Lions are probably looking for a new coach after the season. Not sure if you guys watched the Thanksgiving game. They're going to fire Man Campbell? Did I just you, really you, like Dan Campbell, man. Did you guys I know watch he's bad, game? but he's so funny. RIP to coffee companies. Did you guys see the double timeout that yes. he rolled out? I mean, that was one of the worst pieces of coaching I've ever seen. But he bites in my kneecaps. Entire life. Yeah, what, if they, what if they try to fire me, like choke somebody or something? They physically buried footage of a game a couple weeks ago as if, like, you know, like that might work like 10. 20 years ago, but like everything's digital now. So did he just get a, did he just like find a VHS? Like how do they physically bury the footage now and everything as, as if we you know we can't go back and watch what happened. Uh, so like eighth grade B team, like just, you know, they buried we've, got, we've got this here disc. We're they, gonna, they had Microsoft surface tablet. Probably just buried one of those. Just buried a tablet <laughs> in the, ground. The, the, the interns are like, we got one missing coach. What, what happened to it? He's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But I, like, I think, I mean, there's always NFL jobs and look, you know, a lot of them, hey, maybe Matt Rule wants to come back and coach college. They're in that situation there. You know, that, that, could, that could be a possibility, and, and they flip-flop there. You never know. So I'm going to say no. And also, I think his, stop is, is, his stock will drop because that team next year is not going to be that good. Um, compared, I mean, they're losing so many awesome players off that team. So, all right, that will do it for coaching. We are going to go now to the next part. Wait, before, before we move on. Oh, yes, go ahead. Go ahead, John. I just wanted to say something to Stephen and Linda. Um, Gary Patterson and Mike Gundy would never have pulled what Lincoln Riley pulled. So for as much crap as those two guys get, uh, loyalty was definitely uh, high. I wouldn't put it past Mike Gundy. Uh, me, I yeah, dude, no, was... okay. Well, listen, somebody reminded me today, big Oklahoma State fan, that Mike Gundy has been in Stillwater, like literally lived in Stillwater Most, since he was 18 yeah. years old. Yeah, that I is mean, true. I don't think he would ever. He did a lot of the flirting with other schools to get uh, bigger contracts, which I totally get. Get your bag, but um, for as much like, um, how do I put this? Just, nicely i've i've complained a bit about mike gundy's offensive play calling in the past and some in the present but you're this week has been like gee, oh god i'm so glad we're not doing that like i'm oh <laughs> so you're i mean i appreciate that it feels good that that's not happening i think gp and gp did have a little bit of a flirtatious streak with yeah well he, like he, mid 2000 2010s he was really loyal. He did say at one point that there were a couple of jobs he would, you know, answer the phone for. And he'll tell anybody who asks or doesn't ask about the Tennessee job. He was at one time like in the running for the Tennessee job, but they didn't really, you know, personality wise, they didn't get along. It's kind of like your grandpa telling you that like Lucille Ball asked him out or something. Like he just <laughs> wants to tell anyone and everyone that Tennessee had a shot at him and they they missed out. But he is very loyal. That's right. He, yeah, he's loyal to a fault. Yeah, I just yeah I. I I understand, John, why you're upset about it. No, and it's it's and more. I'm just thinking, like, how cool is it that a guy like Mike Gundy yes. has been where he's been for as long as he's been, and had up, you know, he's had some successful seasons before this one too, where he could have been a hot name to get a a, a higher level job, but never took it. I just think it's really cool. Like, 
and I, and I know I'm the naive kind of sports fan, college football analyst. Right. Um, and, but no, yeah, I'm not just, saying right. You are, but like a lot of us. No, are. I mean, it's true. Like, you know, I, everybody, anytime anybody asks me about Lincoln Riley going even to the Dallas Cowboys, I'm like, he's never leaving Oklahoma for the Dallas Cowboys. Like that's, there's, I mean, yes, the Dallas Cowboys is a great job, but anyway, I, I digress, but no, I, this is more just to say, like, it, I've always had a lot of respect for Gary Patterson. I've got more and more respect all the time for Mike Gundy. I just think it's cool when these guys decide to make a job like their life job, you know, that's just really right. Cool. And, and I think it makes what Bob Stoops is doing now even, even pretty cool. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Well, that's, that's one thing that BYU fans are hoping that Kalani Satake mm-hmm. said, this is a dude who grew up rooting for the Cougars, played for the Cougars, and has said multiple times his dream job was to be the head coach at BYU. They're hoping that he pulls a Mike Gundy and makes it a long-term stop. Yeah, and I think it's cool that the Big 12 has had some of those guys, right? Like, I mean, I always say fans want to be Matt Campbell, but I think, like, to to your point, John, I mean, it's it's pretty clear, like, Bob Stoops is showing now why he is one of those guys, right? Like, this, you know, he is, he's come back as the interim coach. Who uh, Who is a Wisconsin guy? Totally blanking. Um, Larry Alvarez. Did the same thing, right? Athletic director and came back and coached a game for them as well, too. I always have a really good time hanging out with the Locked On Big 12 host. We had a great time this week. There is more to come from our Big 12 roundtable. Obviously, we did not touch on all of the things that needed to be discussed. So there is Oklahoma State Baylor conversation coming as well as college football playoff implication conversations incoming. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!